Super Yacht Radio. Making you feel good all, all day, day long. long. Listeners of Super Yacht Radio, here's Armin Müller, the White Love Sommelier, and today we have another two-hour session, and today we will talk about something very special. In case you think of whiskey, normally you think of Scotland, of Ireland, or of America, but today we will discover a very cool distillery from Sweden. And after the first music, we will go into the topics. So see you soon in a couple of minutes. Hello, and today I'm here with Fabio Villanti, and he is responsible for certain countries in this whiskey distillery, Mac Mira. And it's a great honor to have you here. Dear Fabio, I give the word to you that you can introduce yourself. Yeah, good morning, Armin. Very nice to be here and uh, tell you something about me and Makmura. It's um, yeah a very cool story, but uh, first I would introduce myself a little bit so that you know who uh, you are talking to. Um, I'm uh, area sales manager at Macmura um, since March of this year. And uh, I was further in the media industry. I started um, to work in the age of 16 in a big newspaper and uh, was there for the first years in the sales department for marketing and newspaper um, advertisement. And uh, yeah, there I catch my first experiences of sales and uh, customer service. And um, yeah, I'm a very, very, um, yeah, I, I do like um, spirits for years. I started with wine a couple years ago. And uh, when I was traveling to Italy, for example, in the north of Italy, um, I tried to drink different types of wines because I'm half Italian. So it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> like from the birth that I should like wine. And um, yeah, for me, it was always important not only to drink a spirit or drink a wine. For me, it was always um, important to see who's behind that Um what's uh, the distillery about or uh, the winery, who's working there, how do they produce, what is the specialty. And yeah, so um, I, yeah, I really like to find out more about what is inside the glass, not only about the taste, even about what uh, story is behind. And uh, yeah, that's why I like 
um, good food and good drinks and uh, which uh, take care of environment and uh, which, uh, yeah, which are even as healthy as quite possible. That sounds very much like my own development into wine and spirits. So um, for me, it was also that I was working for many years in other industries. And then I converted my passion into my job in, uh, because, you know, I'm traveling with people to the most exciting, normally wine regions in the world. I have also done whiskey region, but in that case, uh, Ireland. And so important is always in life to do where your passion is. And I think this already comes over in the very first sentences. And yeah, let's talk a bit about, not for the whiskey distillery in that moment, but what comes into your mind when you think about whiskey, gin, liquors, and all this heavy stuff? <laughs> yeah, when I when I think about this heavy stuff, I'm uh, at the first time I, I thought uh, about uh, typical supermarket products, you can say, because uh, in Germany you find uh, these products nearly in each supermarket, and it's not that uh, expensive at the moment. Uh, and um, yeah, I was thinking, uh, why is there such a difference? between uh, liquors, gin and whiskey in the supermarkets and even um, those products which uh, you can buy, for example, at a reseller, a retailer. And um, that was the reason why I yeah, started uh, to buy different stuff in the last years and have a look on what is really different and what is, yeah, you can say what is the character and the soul of this product because It's, uh, yeah, it's quite much to do to bring a whiskey into a bottle or a good liquor into a bottle. It's not only uh, producing something um, and put it into the bottle. It has to do very much with passion, with an history behind it and uh, with a good quality of products you choose. And that was something that I was really impressed for that, um, yeah, many distillates uh, yeah, have a really tough story. I was in Ireland a few years ago when I started to taste uh, whiskey and I was really impressed how um, yeah, they show how they produce, uh, what they use to uh, make the whiskey and in which areas they produce. And they're very proud of what they do. And that was something I really appreciated. Yeah, you say yourself, I always tell people about my passion for fine distillation distillates <laughs> and you say I bring the character of Swedish whiskey to you so from the very broad world of dis distillates you decided for something very special so maybe you would just touch it at that moment because we will go into it later on yeah it's um, it's a bit like Uh, you can say the uh, Swedish uh, products um, are uh, in a very high quality 
and um, you can say I decided uh, for this uh, job opinion. Uh, uh, we will talk about it later. I think uh, why why it was this uh, distillery and not some some um, other one, um, but. Uh, I really like that the Swedish people are um, looking after a very uh, high quality of products in the kitchen and even in the um, distillates uh, sector. And um, I was really impressed because I never heard of uh, Swedish distillate products because it's not, not a country that is very famous for uh, their distillates. It's not that you're saying whiskey and all people are thinking, oh yeah, we should talk about Sweden now. Um, and uh, that was something I was really surprised to. Um, yeah, how they handle um, their products and um, that they uh, yeah, are working in a way I really like. Um, for me, it's important to have uh, products in a high quality for um, the, at first, but uh, it should be sustainable at the end what they produce and uh, regional and seasonal. And that's something I really like if people uh, are yeah, taking care of that. Yeah, hearing your answer, I was already smiling. You saw that. So, uh, first of all, Sweden is not famous or not well known for whiskey, but it is also not well known for wine. And a couple of months ago, I presented a very lovely and cool winery from the south of Sweden, which is Winner, uh, Winnergard, uh, Kulleberg, Wingard, and absolutely stunning wines today we will taste two of your whiskies which are also amazingly good and so this is also a sh mind shift i would say over the years people have in their mind oh for uh, wine i should go to france or italy or spain uh, for whiskey i should go to ireland or to scotland or to america so but in the meantime Many countries have gained experiences, and that is so in interesting. So uh, we will have today, and I will already disclose it at that moment, a very lovely Mac Mira Reserve Elegant Bourbon 2013. So listeners can already uh, hear it at that moment. And uh, the Mac Mira Reserve Founders Edition 2, um, aged in a port wine cask and so what is your absolutely favorite all over all these different uh, whiskies you have in your portfolio yeah oh it's not not that easy because it depends um you can say it depends on the weather or on the uh, season um for example i'm not a big fan of peated whiskey Uh, or have it peated whiskies. Um, I prefer uh, yeah the fruity ones and uh, yeah you can say more elegant ones. Um, but um, yeah, for, for when we uh, have a look at the, the two whiskies you uh, um, have uh, told before, um, I really like um, the port wine finish because uh, I like red wine and uh, there you have um, 
the character of a whiskey paired with the um, character of a very strong and characteristic wine. And um, that's something I really uh, like because you have a fruitiness, but you even smell the wood. And um, yeah, the tones of uh, tannin, uh, which makes your mouth a little bit uh, drier when you're drinking a wine. Um, you have the same uh, when you're drinking a port wine uh, finished uh, whiskey. And uh, that's something I really like. I can absolutely understand that. So now I think it's time also that you tell us, dear Fabio, a bit about the Mark Mirror story. So I heard that this process started uh, in 1998 where some people were in a ski weekend uh, so maybe you tell us a bit the story how did magmira was founded what was the process in the meantime you have over 50 employees so it's really a success story so i give the word back to you to introduce a bit what is magmira today and how did it start Yeah, it's it's a very cool story because uh, it sounds like, uh, yeah, you should make a movie of um, because in uh, 1998, there were eight friends, students uh, of different uh, engineering uh, parts. Um, they were uh, at a ski uh, tour. Um, and uh, as it is usual, they bring a uh, gift uh, with them because they were at the house of uh, the parents of one of these guys. And um, they brought a whiskey as a present. And you uh, have to imagine that in uh, Sweden, you have to go to special shops um, to buy uh, whiskey. It's not that you can buy it uh, in a supermarket or at a no or usual retailer. And so it's, uh, yeah, even something special to bring a whiskey. And um, when they uh, made like an ice bar out of uh, the house in the snow, they uh, tasted whiskey and they, uh, yeah, talked about uh, ideas and life and um, then the idea came out uh, when the bottles were opened you can say the ideas uh, were fluent and they said why don't we um, produce a Swedish whiskey why is there no Swedish whiskey what's the secret behind it and um, yeah it was um, the, the start of an idea in the next days it was uh, Yeah, you can say when they uh, went uh, home, it was not uh, that the idea came live directly, but um, uh, the idea was uh, still in their minds. And so they began to uh, have a look at distilleries, for example, in Scotland. And they asked, "What? what's the, the secret behind the whiskey? What do we need? And uh, you can imagine that the... Uh, people were laughing at the moment uh, when they hear that some uh, students are planning maybe to make the Swedish whiskey, the first Swedish whiskey. And um, yeah, at the end, they uh, had uh, the answers they uh, needed and the knowledge. And um, there was, uh, yeah, two different things for uh, at first 
the products, very good products, um, which you need uh, to produce a whiskey and the maturation. Um, so the uh, different places or even uh, the wood, which is uh, um, responsible for whiskey finish. And uh, yeah, with these uh, ingredients and uh, parts, um, they were allowed to do the same in Sweden as they do in Scotland or Ireland. And that was the beginning of Magmura. That is an amazing story. And I'm curious to understand, did they made, let's say, at the beginning, uh, like uh, like um, little experience or did they decided from the very first beginning to build a big let's say facility so how, how was the very first process <laughs> the first process was really yeah you can say uh, small and they uh, experimented with over 170 different recipes for whiskey um, and um, yeah the first production was very small they uh, created um, yeah, their own uh, instruments, you can say, for um, making the whiskey. And uh, the uh, first production was, uh, yeah, it, it was a heart of only uh, 30 liters, which came out when they produced the whiskey. And uh, yeah, that was even the beginning of these small um, casks, because you can imagine if you take 200 liter casks, for um, having a look which recipe to take and you got out only 30 liter of the hard cut. Uh, it's a lot of work and costs even a lot of money to um, yeah, decide which recipes to take uh, in your production. And so they stored uh, the interesting batches in these 30 liter casks, uh, yeah, which are today really a part of the DNA, but we will talk about that later, I think. I think it's a very touching story. I love it. Now, I think it is time to go a little bit deeper and please introduce us to the Magmira distillery a little bit more in the whole picture. And I would like to understand where actually is a location? Do you have different facilities where you store your whiskies or just one place and so let's start with this dear fabio yeah yeah the distillery um the, the old distillery is uh, in magmura it's a small uh, village in the yeah you can say in the middle of sweden uh, close to the um, east coast And um, that was where all uh, these began and the first kappa still was uh, installed. But um, a few years ago, um, yeah, let's say it's about a bit more than 10 years, they uh, built it up a bigger distillery um, to, uh, yeah, to grow in uh, uh, the way it should be. And um, they're now in Jevle. It's even at the... Um, east coast and it's located very uh, well between the sea the wood and uh, the city of Yevla. so it's very good to uh, go there um, because uh, people are interested in uh, seeing this the distillery is very special because it's the vertical distillery it's nearly uh, 40 meters high 
and uh, the uh, different parts of the producing are located uh, from the top to the bottom so um, that you use less energy you save a lot of energy and uh, they uh, put even uh, they, they uh, even put the energy back in the process which uh, they are um, yeah you can say which is uh, left over in the process it's a very resp um, one, one question dear Fabio is that like a gravity system which is used yeah, also yeah. In, the, in the wine world yeah Yeah, it's it's good. They they it's called even called the gravity distillery because uh, they are using uh, the gravity for the whole production process. So that is uh, yeah very sustainable and uh, uh, yeah real green producing uh, in this uh, area. And um, uh, there's a very nice uh, tasting location as well in this area. There's a restaurant where you can have tastings and. Uh, That's what I really like that, um, yeah, the distillery is, um, yeah, you, that it's a very open place where people go to have their meal, where people can have a, a tour, for example, uh, at specific times. And uh, that's very cool that, uh, yeah, it's not uh, somewhere, somewhere out in uh in, in Sweden and nobody's ever uh, been there. Very cool. And, and, and I and see... You, yeah. And you, you ask about the, um, the different places. We have warehouses um, nearly all over Sweden. And um, it's very important to have warehouses uh, which are in uh, good climate um, uh, for the whiskey to uh, have a um, graduate maturation and um, our first um, warehouse is behind the distillery close to the wood um, and uh, our biggest um, warehouse is in the 40 kilometers a half an hour away um, in an old mine 50 meters uh, underground And uh, that's our biggest warehouse. And uh, you can say the whiskey is storing there um, a bit like in Scotland or Ireland because of the humidity and um, yeah, the temperature. And it's really good for the maturation of the whiskey. And we also do have uh, the highest uh, whiskey warehouse uh, in uh, Europe, I think. It's in... Uh, a skiing area in um, Lofstalen in over 1,125 meters high. And uh, yeah, there you can go skiing and having a whiskey tasting on the top of the mountain and even store a whiskey cask if there's a place for it. Important is first ski and then drink the whiskey. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you have to pay attention uh, what what to do for what to do first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I assume that not everybody of our uh, lovely audience is 
um, experienced in what is the process of producing a whiskey. And I do not want to have it too technical, but maybe you can disclose what kind of ingredients you need, what are yeah. you doing with the ingredients, and then how is then the process to go to a whiskey, to become yeah. a whiskey, to, uh, to have a product which really is then amazing on your palate. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit like uh, the beer drinkers can imagine. It's a bit like producing beer at the first sight. Um, you need uh, a very good water, very clear water, um, maybe with uh, yeah many minerals inside it, um, and uh, you need the barley. The barley is um, the best. Uh, yeah we can use for it and we use a, um, a local barley so we know where it's located it comes uh, even from uh, um, farms in sweden so it's a local product that is very cool because um, yeah where the, the products are growing is even part of the character of a whiskey and if you know where it is uh, it's uh, not something um, anonymous It, um, yeah, it uh, declares the character of a whiskey. And uh, yeah, you uh, even need, um, of course, uh, if you have a peated whiskey, you need tor torch uh, is the word, I think, uh, which is even uh, located in Sweden. And uh, for making our smoky whiskey, we also need juniper twigs. Um, that make the character of the Swedish smoke, uh, yeah, make it round and give them a typical Swedish uh, touch, you can say. Are you and concentrating purely on barley or are you also using rye or corn, which is also allowed in, in different countries? It's it's uh, uh, also allowed, but we um, we all, uh, concentrate only on barley. Um, yeah, that's uh, our single malt is uh, barley, and uh, yeah, uh, when we're talking about the process, you don't use the barley direct from the field. It has to be malted, so it, it's like you uh, get to grow the corn because you put it into warm water. Um, uh, a few times and after that you dry it and um, yeah then the uh, sugar is uh, getting more in the um, barley and uh, it gets out in the process uh, when uh, we yeah when we uh, put in the yeast the yeast is a baker yeast um, you can say um, it's uh, it's like producing beer till this moment, but um, instead of hop, we uh, put in only the yeast, and the yeast is um, yeah you can say eating the sugar, um, and uh, this sugar uh, turns uh, into alcohol, and um, you have like yeah this. Uh, like a wash or beer it's called wash or beer and it has six percent of alcohol and this is uh, the product we later distillate two times and uh yeah we distillate one time and uh have a low wine after that with a bit more than 20 percent 
and the second destillation uh, comes out yeah with uh, yeah nearly 70% of alcohol and uh, then it is uh, um, put it in with a bit of water so we have um, yeah 63 or 64% per uh, when we put in the whiskey into the casks and um, what comes out of the distillation process is important it's not a whiskey yet it's uh, called in in sweden uh, it's the wit dog and in uh, scotland uh, they usually say the white dog it's the distillate but it's not the whiskey at the time to uh, be called whiskey it has to mature minimum three years in the cask and then it's uh, yeah it's ready to be called a whiskey going back to the distillation process itself yeah. Are you doing a pot still distillation or column yeah. distillation? So it's maybe a, you a just still. A, yes. It's a, a, yeah, it's a pot still distillation. We we uh, we do have uh, the yeah. It's now now I'm uh, searching for the English word of the. Uh, it's called Brennblase. It's the copper uh, the copper still. The copper still is from Forsyth in um, Scotland. So it's a Scottish uh, copper still. And uh, yeah, we are using that for the uh, distillation process. And in Sweden, you have decided to write whiskey like the Scottish people are doing it, not like the Irish people are doing it. Is that related because you put it from Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that is, uh, you can say um, it's the most used way um, they uh, write whiskey. It's uh, in, in America or um, Ireland, they use it with uh, one, one letter more. But uh, yeah, I think uh, they um, related on maybe on the copper stills and uh, on the on the Scottish tradition. Uh, yeah, you can say we, because it's uh, it's like the the birth uh, of uh, whiskey in uh, this area. So uh, let's remain on that. <laughs> Good and. Um... Important for people is to have experiences. So I'm going with my people also to the uh, lovely distilleries uh, in Ireland. I did so far. But in case they would come, for instance, to to Sweden and would love to see your distillery, is it only the distillery or do you have something else? Do you have tastings? Do you have in the surrounding something which they could do? So... Uh, that it is not only drinking the whiskey, but to having really something more. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, very cool in Sweden because we have corporations, for example, who, even with hotels. And in Sweden, they are uh, even active on doing events, for example, uh, doing tastings uh, at this uh, ski area, for uh, for example, or uh, making a tour to the distillery. Um, some of our warehouses are even open to be visited. For example, uh, in Smurgen, it's a very nice uh, place, uh, which is uh, very, uh, yeah, you can say it's uh, 
very very full in the summer uh, but it's even beautiful because it's close to the sea with these uh, beautiful little houses close to the coast and uh, yeah they have a warehouse which can be uh, visited even in the summer month and um, if you are a cask owner uh, of these reserve casks we do have special events um, in Sweden and uh, let's hope that we can start uh, after this corona time even in uh, Germany to have uh, specific events for cask owners and they can even uh, yeah, tell it to friends and take them with uh, them. Uh, one of the biggest events in Sweden is for example the lobster fishing one time in the year. So they uh, go for tastings, they cook together, eat together, have a good time for three or two days, and they're going out on the sea to catch lobster. That sounds very, very cool. And for um, the experiences, you said cask owners. Maybe you uh, describe what you mean with this, because this yeah. is something special out of your distillery, I think. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh, part of my work, a uh, great part of my work, because I'm not responsible for, you can say, the bottle business. I'm uh, responsible for the 30-liter cask. As I said before, it's 30-liter uh, cask was born the idea uh, when they uh, found out some uh, good recipes and they want to store a batch an interesting batch uh, in one whole cask. Um, so the 30-liter cask was born. And 30-liter uh, cask has, uh, yeah, has a very intense maturing and uh, two or uh, even three uh, times faster maturing than in a 200-liter cask, for example. So uh, these casks give you the possibility to create your own whiskey because you can choose uh, the cask, the wood type you want, uh, in which finish was inside there. You choose um, the recipe if you like elegant, the fruitier one, uh, um, the smoky one, or even a pre-stored recipe that was for four years in a big bourbon cask. And uh, then you even decide where to storage it and when to bottle it up. So uh, it's very, very um, individual. And um, there are totally different types um, of people which, which are cask owners because, uh, yeah, there are companies which own a cask and which uh, give the bottles, for example, to uh, their customers as a present or even uh, people which uh, share a cask with their friends. And uh, it's very cool because it's, a, it's like a journey because you're, um, yeah, you're there from the filling of the cask till it's bottled up. Uh, you can participate on uh, many of these steps and create your own whiskey. Fabio is telling this as it would be the most natural thing of the world, but... This is something so cool. I think nobody, I have not heard about it before. Maybe other distillery also have it, but I think this is really, really cool. So you should make a big story out of it because super yacht owners want to have something very special if they have their guests. And here you have something which is not 
comment. This is something really, really cool. And um, the next question is also, if you would like to create your own whiskey, do you have a, a harbor also nearby that the super yacht owners can come and uh, park their big yards uh, and uh, then maybe you have a shuttle service to bring them to your distillery so that uh, really they have the greatest experience they can uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. The, the distillery is not far away from the coast, so uh, why, why not thinking about uh, the possibility? Yeah, it's not so far away from the coast uh, in Jevle, but even our German warehouse uh, where we're situated, uh, it's close to Hamburg at Gut Basthorst. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, quite um, close to Hamburg. So it's even not uh, a bad idea to come there by, uh, by yacht or boat. It's uh, uh, um, possible even at other warehouses to uh, go there um, close by boat. Uh, for example, Smurgen is direct uh, at the sea. And uh, the warehouse is uh, even in a former bunker uh, of the coastal service. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's very close to, uh, if you have your boat there to visit uh, our um, distillery or even the different warehouses. So I think I have created now a good new business idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think this is really something cool, which most probably no one else in the world is offering. I cannot judge because I should know everyone's distillery, so I cannot really tell yeah. it. But I think this is something very special and something very individual. And yeah, dear super yacht owners, think about it because here you have then your own product this is then uh, matured in a 30 liter cask you can uh, choose what kind of cask you want you can uh, the ingredients as long lengths of the storage and all these things so you have something which is really and you can most probably also name it with your own label or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it's it's possible um, to give it a name. There's a uh, plaquette which is uh, put on the cask and even later on your own reserve bottles, uh, yeah, there uh, can be written the name you want to have uh, on your uh, bottles. And um, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, there's even the possibility to put on, um, yeah, a logo, That is something uh, that should be uh, extra because it's uh, yeah a, um, one uh, option, but uh, it's very cool because you can give it the name you want. For example, even for whiskey clubs or if friends to share a cask, it's very cool that you can give it the name you want to. And uh, what is it's it's special that uh, you can um, put it into this 30 liter cask. And it's with these regional products and sustainable. And uh, yeah, it's really something special. And even if you're talking to someone else who's uh, saying, oh, this whiskey is uh, adorable. Where is it from? And you're telling it is from Sweden and you know the story about it. It's uh, very cool to have this story uh, um, put it into a cask and then put up into a bottle. 
for you. Good. And I think this is also not only for super yacht owners, it's also for restaurant owners or for, yeah. for clubs. So it's really an idea which you can promote more and more and give really the kind of lifestyle which everybody loves. So now, dear Fabio, um, I would like to ask you, we have already spoken <laughs> now, how did, how do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? Do you have yeah. also other arguments, not only this one, which is already very, very cool? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What makes us unique? It's, it's the combination of all these, I, I would say. It's um, first that it's a Swedish product and it's not only a Swedish product because uh, we are located in Sweden. It's really a Swedish product because we are using Swedish uh, ingredients and we are even taking uh, the torch and uh, the juniper twigs from Sweden. So even the smoke is a Swedish one. And um, yeah, that is that is very unique in this way. And uh, these 30 liter casks, um, the storage possibilities is very unique because you have different ones. And uh, yeah, it's uh, when you decide for a warehouse, it's even uh, something that uh, does uh, something with the maturation of the whiskey because it's not the same at all warehouses. And um, yeah, what I really like is uh, that uh, you're part of this journey the whole time because you're getting samples uh, once or twice in the year to taste your whiskey so that you can decide when it should be ready. You uh, have uh, the possibility to bottle it up after three years, but you can even say, oh, let's give him one year more or two years more, um, and that's no problem. And, um, and even if you are not want to spend the time of three or five years, for example, you can adopt a cask, which is already uh, filled, and you can uh, bottle it up sooner or even uh, have it immediately. And that's uh, very unique as well, that you have both possibilities to fill up a fresh cask and even to adopt an already uh, matured cask and um, yeah, give it the name you want to. So it's, uh, yeah, it's unique in uh, many steps, you can say. And If you want to have a look into the world of the reserve casks, it's not um, that you can buy these products as a bottle product usually, um, but there's a special cask edition at the moment, for example, which is taken out of these 30 liter casks. And you can um, have an insight on this uh, whiskey story and uh, of the taste of the 30-liter cast with this special cask edition. So for me, it sounds like a very modular system. So whatever you need, you define and then you will get it. So really, really cool. The world is, of course, getting into a different knowledge And sometimes people would like to know, is this distillery really cool? Do they have some awards? And I have checked out, for instance, in 2012, McMira received 
a trophy as a European Spirit Producer of the Year by the International Wine and Spirit Competition. And you were awarded gold for the Moment Skog and uh, also for the McMira Special 2008. And in 2013, the distillery was awarded gold outstanding by the same uh, IWSC and three golden stars by the International Taste and Quality Institute of for your moment glued single malt whiskey. So that sounds so great, but what does it mean for you? And is it uh, a good sales argument? So let's yeah. talk about this. Yeah, that's uh, um, yeah. We, we can really be proud of all these uh, awards and prizes. Because you must uh, imagine that we are still a young distillery uh, comparing to uh, the typical um, distilleries uh, in the whiskey business. We are so still a young one and um, that makes us really, really proud um, because um, that shows that we are on the right way in uh, which we produce our whiskey and uh, which recipes and ideas we have we have Angela Dorazio as our master distiller and she has a very good taste and fine nose and uh, she learned all uh, she has to know about whiskey um, from uh, John McEwen by Brogladic and uh, I would say she has even whiskey in his in her blood because she's uh, yeah really really um innovative and um, with uh, new ideas and products. And I think these inno being innovative is something of our DNA even. And uh, that shows that our products, um, even these specialities were awarded in the last years. And um, that means very much to our business because that's nothing we can give us on our own because it's what we became back uh, as a feedback from our customers. And uh, that's what I really like because, yeah, there are even awards you can, you can uh, yeah, buy on your own or something like that and participate if you uh, pay uh, something. But these awards are really um, given by whiskey expert and customers. For example, even the um, award for our sustainability, that it's no greenwashing, that it's real sustainability in our production process. Yeah, that makes us quite proud. And uh, whiskey is like wine. It is an art craft for the senses. And a perfume is just for your nose, but uh, a wine or whiskey is for your eyes, for your mouth, for your nose. Mm -hmm. And I often compare the two perfume because you have so many lovely flavors in your nose before you taste it really. And this is something really to bring out the best flavors out of it and then to have the best aromas in your mouth. So it is really something amazing. And we were talking about these um, awards, which were already, let's say, a decade ago. But what kind of awards have you won during the last years? Can you also tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, there were uh, the World Whiskey Award, for example, um, in the last.
last years, um, which uh, gave us uh, awards, for example, for our Svenzerök uh, bottle product or even um, our Brooks whiskey, which are in our co-range of the bottle products. There we were category winner with a gold uh, medal um, and even um, whiskey award uh, gave uh, our gin um, in the category uh, gold uh, medal. And uh, as I said before, it was an icons of whiskey in the category rest of the world. We were named as um, responsibility and sustainability uh, distillery. And yeah, that is what we are really proud of because uh, you can see that even our core range, uh, what is the start uh, of uh, um, tasting a whiskey is uh, even uh, awarded in the last years. And uh, yeah, that's very cool. Let's see what, what comes next. We uh, published uh, a new version of the Brooks whiskey, which is, uh, I think, already sold out, the Brooks whiskey deluxe uh, in the moment edition. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe we get some award even for this because it's a very lovely, uh, yeah, grown-up version from our core range Brooks whiskey. Good. I would say now it's time to taste two of your whiskies. Um, I think we should start with uh, elegant bourbon and then of we course. are going to the reserve edition. Do you agree with this, Fabio? Yeah. Okay. I would agree with this. It's, it's, it's both reserve, but the bourbon is, uh, yeah, I think it's a good uh, version to start. Good. Then let's put that in the glass. If uh, the, for all the whiskey lovers and drinkers, which are not that habituated in drinking whiskey, um, if you, uh, it's like uh, the same uh, with wine. The whiskey likes to have air in the glass. Uh, you can put it uh, half an hour, an hour before you drink it into the glass, and it opens its uh, yeah aromas and notes uh, more than if you uh, drink it. Uh, yeah, after five minutes after it came out from the bottle. Then cheers, dear listeners. <laughs> we, we, we say skull. <laughs> skull. So. And the first whiskey we have in the glass from Magmira Reserve Elegant Bourbon 2013. It is, um, I would say, a dark gold in, the, on the, in my eyes. And here in um, in the on the, in the nose, it's on the one hand side a little bit fruity, but on the other hand side very much vanilla, vanilla, and also the the wooden aspect. And now let's have a zip. It's. Ooh, quite strong, even if it's only 44%. Um, but you really have, again, the fruity aromas in the, on the palate. You have a very lovely creaminess. It is really mouth-filling. Yeah, it's it a bit has, oily. It's, it's oily, creamy, yeah. And yeah. Um, you have... Uh, 
very, very long aftertaste. So it's really something or so enjoyable. <laughs> it's it, it, the bourbon is yeah. You can say it's even it's the heart. It's um, very important even for us. Um, the story is that the bourbon cast in America, uh, I think it's uh, a rule of the 50s um, that a bourbon cask uh, is only allowed uh, to be used one time as a bourbon cask. So uh, the whole world is using bourbon casks uh, for maturing their whiskey. And uh, that's very interesting because you have a cask that is, uh, yeah, was filled with a different whiskey and you fill it with the, um, yeah, your local whiskey for us, our Swedish product. And um, this combination is really interesting because our uh, distillate is, Uh, fruity, but has even spicy notes. For uh, example, ginger notes or pepper notes a bit, and even uh, something uh, yeah that is a bit like nuts or almonds. And uh, typical for the bourbon is uh, even a very fruity and vanilla note. Um, and uh, if you like it more uh, smoky, you can combine this fruitiness with a smoky recipe, for example. And that's very cool that you can choose it uh, yeah, as you like it. Well, one thing, so I'm quite familiar with all these things, but um, um, for, the, for this bourbon, you have to take a brand new cask. Is that correct? or? No. No, uh, we, we we use it's it's um, 200 liter bourbon casks, mm -hmm. um, which we um, which are rebuilt in 30 liter casks, so that you ca uh, can make um, yeah one and a half 30 liter casks um, out of one 200 liter cask, and uh, this was former filled with a bourbon whiskey. And it's only allowed to put in a bourbon whiskey one time. And uh, after that, we uh, make the small casks out of it and put in, for example, for this one, our elegant recipe with the unpeated malt. Very, very cool. So now let's go to the other one, which is the founder's edition. So... <laughs> Does it mean all your founders have, um, uh, hmm, let's say, decided to what exactly should be in, or what does it mean the founders edition? Yeah, it's um, it uh, that was before I started uh, at Magmura. Um, we had one founders edition and uh, a second one um, that the cast club our cask owners uh, were even yeah part of the responsibility to choose the recipe i think even the swedish uh, customers the first the founders of the cask club you can say um, and uh, yeah this is a very nice finish because you have a pre-stored recipe and a port wine finish pre-stored means that the whiskey matured four years in the 200-liter bourbon cast and uh, got his finish um, in a port wine cask. 
And uh, so you have uh, lots of notes of uh, these both two casks and a uh, combination that is, yeah, in this uh, case, it's very unique because you have the character of two uh, different woods and uh, two different distillates which were inside. That sounds very cool. And also the, the color of this whiskey is so different. This is a dark amber. Yeah. And the smell is, yeah, it is less vanilla. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is um, much more woody in the nose. And it is more smoky also on the nose. And, and that's the interesting part. There's no smoke inside it. It's but, only unpeated uh, malt inside. But um, the, yeah, you can say the, the um, smell of the red wine and it uh, gets the wood. It, it, uh, it defines a bit more the uh, taste and the nose of uh, the wood. Yeah. In any case, you can also say it has a more rough yeah. impression yeah. On, the, on the nose. And now let's taste it. Wow, that's quite strong. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they are all cast strange. And uh, yeah, I always say when we have tastings, please, um, please uh, taste the whiskey in the cast range. And if you uh, feel like it's too strong for you, add a bit or a few drops of water. Even the smoky whiskey is, uh, will be like it will be opened if you put in a small drops of water. But uh, yeah, that's uh, the possibility you have if uh, you say it's, uh, for example, it's too rough or too strong for me. Yeah, in any case, so com compared to the first one, which you have yes. called the elegant bourbon, it, yeah. um, it is really a rough character. So it reminds me more to the Scottish whiskey yeah. than the first one. This was more like American whiskey. And yeah, this one even is a little bit like medicine because you have a very fine bitter note in the end. Yeah, I, I cannot uh, tell you which which aroma it is, uh, but it is um, it is like oh, it it, it reminds me like uh, like a uh, medicine um, something herbal a bit a little bit herbal yeah so and um, very very interesting so and for both and this is always. Uh, my, my way and my life is experiences. So um, sometimes you would enjoy the whiskey just for its own. But in case you would like to combine it with chocolate or cigars or something else or a dessert. So what kind of combination would you recommend for the first one? And what would you recommend for the second one? So I'm very yeah. curious to hear that. 
Huh. It's uh, it's uh, it's not easy to explain because uh, it really depends uh, on what you like. For example, uh, you can uh, combine it, for example, with a good uh, steak, um, uh, especially the second one. But the first one, it has more fruitiness. It is even um, with uh, possible to combine it um, with a not so strong cheese, for example, or with a good cigar, because you have a very fruity whiskey. And with the cigar, it gets a bit, uh, yeah, you get a very round touch uh, of this whiskey. I think it's a good whiskey to combine uh, with a cigar. And the second one, um, yeah, you can even have a, a piece of dark chocolate, uh, for example, because uh, you have uh, these notes of red wine and you can imagine a red wine and the piece of dark chocolate or even a bit of fruits uh, of berries could be a good combination. But I would, uh, yeah, I, I never would take something that is very spicy or too salty uh, because, uh, yeah, it might be um, too much uh, um, and you not uh, tasting the whiskey uh, after it anymore if you have something that is too sharp or spicy at the end. I totally agree with this. So I would never go for something like salted nuts or chips with it. So I would really yeah. also go for a very dark chocolate uh, between 70 and 90% of chocolate. So for the second one, but I was actually wondering if you could combine um, the first one with like the, the Spanish um Or, or, or Italian panna cotta, something like Ooh. that, if this could Oh, could with match. the dessert, yeah, that might even be nice. Uh, yeah, but I would, uh, I would say uh, even um, because of the vanilla tones, uh, even a creme brulee or crema catalan could be nice. Yeah, uh, and the, so made with a fire and then yeah it's a very 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 nice because, experience because uh, it's, it's even depending how long you storage it the vanilla uh, is more sweet or it can be a bit uh, yeah you can say more bitter um, you uh, if you're talking about vanilla it can be like toffee but it can even be like a creme brulee with a, a bit, little bit like a smoked sugar at the end and uh, that's something i really like to combine yeah so dear listeners of super yacht radio in case you have not opened your whiskey yet so <laughs> you can do it i would like to talk about a topic which is hopefully ending soon but it is still not not ended and maybe still affecting a couple of months so due to covid business so many things in the world changed and what have you implemented in your business to boost your business yeah yeah we had to uh, think about changing the way we do tastings of course because uh, in the last uh, time it was not possible to reach people by a usual tasting for example in restaurants hotels or something like that or even in private 
because it was not allowed to gather people in a, a bigger group. And uh, yeah, we started to uh, make online tastings. Um, yeah, but uh, t um, talking about whiskey and having a tasting is only interesting at the end if you really can taste a glass of whiskey. That wouldn't be interesting if I tell you only something about whiskey in the tasting and you are not allowed to um, taste if I'm right <laughs> or what is your opinions uh, on these whiskeys. And so we created little sets with sample bottles that could be ordered uh, in our online shop or I sent them to customers and we had online tastings together. And um, at first it's, um, yeah, it's a bit confusing because you're on the computer and only looking into the camera and having this tasting, but it uh, has even something that is, um, yeah, a, a good uh, thing of this uh, part of tasting because you don't have to leave your home it's very easy to um, join a whiskey tasting in this way um, the organization is uh, much more easier and uh, yeah it's only the shipping process behind the products that is uh, more work of course and uh, you can even have a good time with friends or your colleagues even if you're not with uh, them in one room, you're not together with them. And that was a learning um, that these um, kinds of tasting, um, that they worked and they were good. And I think even after the Corona uh, time, we will have these tastings as well. It, it's not that they will end if we can uh, meet physically. It's, um, yeah, I think uh, that both is possible. And um, yeah, I had a tasting, for example, with a company and the people were situated at different places. So it was very easy to have the tasting with all these colleagues together. And um, that's a very cool thing because in a physical way, that wouldn't be possible that, that fast. And um, I think both is important that you uh, have a tasting that, uh, yeah, that is uh, the possible thing to make if you can meet physically and if you have the time and the possibility, it's very cool to do it physically. But uh, online is, uh, yeah, a good uh, a, good way to do it as well and i think uh, that we practice it a long time in the last month and uh, yeah was even a good thing to uh, learn about it i'm totally with you and by the way i had the same experience of course normally i'm going with my clients to the most fascinating wineries in the world this was not possible. So I started also to have an online wine learning course with 12 evenings. And I had um, even an advantage because normally I do my physical tastings or learnings in Zurich area. And now yeah. I had clients all over Switzerland, all over Germany. And so it was also bringing together uh, people from different regions of the world. And in April, we had, by the way, our very first Superjacht 
online wine tasting. This was together with a German winery, which was also awarded as a best bio winery 2020. So it worked well. And we could also uh, think about to do for our listeners an online wine tasting with a, with a special selection of whiskies. So, um, yeah, I'm open to, to discuss this with you, dear Fabio, because I think it's a great idea to bring this, uh, yeah, this big world together via the Zoom meeting and it works and we had so great atmosphere. We had uh, super yacht captains with us. We had um, many normal listeners from different countries. So we had uh, in this call, we had uh, Malta, we had, uh, we had France, we had Croatia, Germany, Switzerland, Germany, we had Ireland, so different countries. And so it's a really amazing idea. So we can discuss this later. However, what else did you do to boost your business in this or uh, in this COVID period or yeah. what are you thinking about? Are you doing now um, only the online tastings or are you going back also to offline tastings? So, so, so I, I think that's, it's really additional, these online tastings. Uh, the physical tastings is, you can say, the base. And we, um, yeah, we start to do it now uh, in these areas where it's already possible. Uh, maybe the groups are smaller at the beginning uh, and even the restaurants uh, would um, yeah take a bit more time because they have lots of work at the moment because they were closed so long. But um, yeah, it's uh, very cool to have both possibilities uh, in the end. But um, what I do as well is um, having good conversations and information in uh, different types of social media. For example, uh, on Facebook or LinkedIn, because it's something um, you really should uh, declare and uh, give the people information about. And uh, because it has to do something with trust, because we are talking about alcohol and uh, it's a thing we should uh, handle very responsible. And um, for that reason, it's very important to give people much information that they keep uh, informed and they can trust what you're saying is right. And uh, so you're giving them, uh, yeah, like a, um, a view into your world with videos, with postings, with information, with clubhouse talks. And uh, I think it's really cool that we have all these possibilities to reach the people because, um, yeah, you can't sit and wait uh, that people are knocking on your, on your door and say, oh, let's, uh, let's uh, buy a whiskey cask. It's not uh, a, a daily article you buy. It's something really special. And therefore, um, yeah, the people should be informed and involved um, very much to, um, yeah, to be sure that uh, they can trust what you're saying. I totally agree with you, Fabio. And um, I think maybe it is still not really 
100% clear how. So uh, somebody would like to have his own cask of whiskey. So he would like to go into contact with you. And then does he have to come to Germany or to Sweden to define it? Or are you uh, doing it then by phone and they say, oh, I would like to have this and you are managing it according to these needs. And then after two years or three years, he can even come to the storage place or you would send it then to his place. Is that so plus minus yeah. correct? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, both and uh, partly correct, uh, you can say. It's, um, I, I'm going to customers as well. Um, I'm visiting them and have tastings with them to give them a view into the reserve world. And uh, if someone is interested in a cask and uh, absolutely knows what he wants, we can even do this by phone or by email. But if uh, there's someone who wants to taste, uh, for example, something, we can arrange a tasting or I can send a sample, uh, like I send it to you that the person can be sure that uh, the recipe would be the right one to choose. And um, yeah, then we can talk if, if a cask should be filled fresh or if it makes sense to buy uh, already uh, matured um, cask. And yeah, that's uh, the way it is. And uh, at the end, the bottles, you, you don't have to um, come to Germany to pick them up or to Sweden. They will be sent out to you. If you want to, you can even join the uh, bottling at uh, specific dates. It's possible um, uh, after Corona. I hope it's uh, getting possible again. And um, yeah, then you can decide when uh, to bottle up your product and um, then it would be shipped to you uh, or you can even catch uh, the bottles on your own. Uh, one thing to fully understand it. Uh, I have, of course, understood <clears throat> so bottling system and all these things. But in case the super yacht owner would like to have the cask itself, would that be also possible? It's uh, not usually possible to have this cask because you can imagine that a cask is used uh, more than one times and we uh, yeah, don't have uh, so many casks that we can give them uh, to the customers because we... I, I think it's a, it's a matter of money. If, if he would like to buy it, <laughs> he can do it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, if, you, if you're really interested in... Uh, yeah, we, we should talk uh, separately about this special cask uh, we are talking about. And then I can say if it's uh, possible, yeah. And, or maybe you're getting uh, some other empty cask. Uh, but uh, that's something uh, I should discuss uh, with the customer on its own because uh, it's not a usual thing that we buy, um, uh, that we sell the cask. It's uh, that you are adopting the cask and you're getting the bottles at the end. Yeah. Okay, fully understood. And um, to understand also if the Super Yacht Radio, no, uh, the, the, the listeners, would like to buy your products, let's say in Europe and America and Asia or wherever they are in the world, is this possible or are you shipping only to um, some specific regions in the world? 
I'm not quite sure if we are available in all over the world. I know that we are uh, available in the UK, in Sweden, and even uh, in Germany, and uh, that we uh, try to do our best to ship even <laughs> at other places when it's possible. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if we are uh, in other countries out of Europe because the systems of selling alcohol is very different in the. Um, different countries so uh, yeah we do have even resellers uh, or international customers yeah that's that's true yeah means in case of resellers it's no problem in case of end customers we have to check it case by case correct yeah 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 I, I do have, for example, um, customers uh, from, uh, I had one in the Netherlands one time and, uh, for example, even in Switzerland. Good. Now let's have a short break for one song and then we will be back for a cool wrap up. Dear listeners, stay tuned and we will be back in a few minutes. Hello, time is running and we are already, we had covered so many things today and it's a really great honor to having you here, dear Fabio. And yeah, it was interesting to understand your way into the spirit, the world of spirits. And yeah, I have understood that you are representing really a very, very cool distillery. So even if I would not have in my forehead of my brain, <clears throat> Sweden as a great producer of whiskey, now I have made space for it. And I can say that the both whiskeys we tried today are really outstanding good. And yeah, it was interesting to learn how this idea, which was not really common, which was not really, let's say, something so natural, became natural because they made really a great story out of it. And now uh, Mark Mira has more than 50 employees. So it's really a success story. This is not only a success story about the people, it's a, a success story also about the awards and about the whole experience, which is great. So we have learned a bit about the production process, about the philosophy and what you can do physically, uh, physical tastings, online tastings. So it was really a whole bunch of information. It was fun to have you here. And now I would give the word to you, Fabio, to give your final statement. Yeah, I uh, thank you very much for the possibility to let you have uh, a little view in the world of Magmura and uh, hope you liked it and uh, would be very glad if uh, yeah someone is uh, deciding to taste uh, the Swedish art of uh, whiskey, uh, which is uh, yeah really cool and um, 
what is uh, a, a big news and maybe uh, to tell you uh, at these last minutes of the interview is um, that we have a new warehouse that is in uh, not in uh, Germany and even not in Sweden. It's a warehouse we have in Paris and it's a swimming warehouse. And we, it's a barge, uh, a, a ship, um, which is on the Seine in Paris um, which belongs to Maison Ferrand, and uh, we have a collaboration with them um, and have special casks that are uh, matured with plantation rum for half a year and uh, which uh, can be filled with our whiskey and stored in the Paris warehouse on the water on this ship. So something special and something very new <laughs> that I couldn't tell you uh, in this uh, place. So you can see that we uh, at Magmura, we, uh, we very often do unusual things, but uh, always with a good uh, quality and um, yeah, that our whiskey uh, should be um, the star of the story. That is also very, very cool information at the end. <laughs> And when I heard that, I was questioned, do you also have an underwater storage? Do you have a deep sea uh, storage? Because this is also fancy in the meantime in the world of wine. So maybe you are thinking about it or you already have it. Uh, no, we, we don't have, but uh, yeah, maybe it's an idea. <laughs> we should think about it. Good. So it was great to have you here, dear listeners of Super Yacht Radio. Today, have a nice whiskey air and enjoy the great summer weather. And we will be back in uh, for the next Super Yacht Radio White Love Sommelier show, then in two weeks. And I cannot disclose at that moment the topic, but stay tuned and it will be something very, very fancy. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. When is an agency not just an agency? When it's Lantamai Yachting. With over 20 years' experience in assisting a full range of super yachts, the Lantamar Group is the natural partner to help you with all of your yachting needs. Choose Lantamar Yachting and take advantage of the Spanish fiscal regime of inward processing and do repairs and maintenance that free. As an authorized economic operator, we can manage your refit in any Spanish shipyard or marina. And for those summer months, Lantamar's concierge service will assist you throughout the season, catering to all of your crew, captains and guest needs. When you choose excellence, you choose Lantamar. For more information, email us at info at and take your first step to hassle-free yachting. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.